what's up everybody welcome back to episode three of the ask the culture special hbcu edition today i have an old friend of mine from high school joining me today she comes from university of maryland eastern shore so everybody welcome kayla so hi my name is kayla brown i'm currently a junior at the university of maryland eastern shore and my major is rehabilitation psychology Ooh. A lot of smart people on this episode. Well, in the whole special, rather. <laughs> okay, so to kick it off, let's start off with why did you want to attend University of Maryland Eastern Shore? Like, why an HBCU? So the reason why I attend... Oh, sorry about that. Um, The reason why I attend UMES was because this school definitely offered me the most scholarships, um, which is kind of weird because it's like I felt like academically wise, I thought I was going to get more scholarships from other schools I applied to. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case. So I picked this school. And then I also found out that this school has a studied abroad program. It was a good distance away from home. And at the time, I thought I was going to be going to try and join the bowling team. So that was also a factor. But I never did because I felt like that was going to be a lot during doing sports and school. Yeah. And I also found out that this school was a small campus because when I was picking schools, I wanted to make sure I went to a school that had like a small campus so then I could have more one-on-one -on -one time with my teachers mm -hmm. and possibly other classrooms because it's kind of hard to do that when you have like a really huge classroom of like 30 plus kids because in the classes here, most of the time, the amount is, the biggest class I've ever been in had like maybe 30, 40 people. Hmm. I was only from like the general ed classes, when you start taking classes more related to your majors, the classes get a lot smaller. Like there's usually like maybe like 10 people, maybe 15 max in a class. Nice. Yeah, uh, I I definitely relate to that. I mean, I don't I don't go to HBCU, but like on my campus, it's a very small school. And like same thing, like the biggest class I've ever been in was probably 30 kids. The smallest class is 10. So I appreciate like the the one on one relationships that you have with professors and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was that was definitely pretty much all the reasons why I chose the school. Yeah, and how how far is it from uh? You're from Waldorf, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, how far how far is it? Basically, the drive is like two and a half hours, but That's sometimes not bad. yeah, it's, but it usually really depends on traffic. Like if traffic's real bad, then it may be three hours. Oh, really? Yeah, because sometimes, like recently when we came back from winter break, we had to drive through Delaware because there was an accident on the Bay Bridge. So that took oh. a whole extra hour just to drive through there. Wait, was it that mass um accident that day? That Yeah, that 40 car pileup one. Dang. That literally happened when I was supposed to go back to school. It was so bad to the point where my mom was trying to say, like, oh, I'll just take you to school either the next day or next weekend. I was like, oh, no, um, I got to go back to school. No. Right. <laughs> I I got to get my key back. Right. Right. Okay, so speaking of your school, your your university is a land-grant university. And for those of you that don't know what it means, it's basically um, because of a first moral act, schools could teach agriculture, military, mechanical studies so that the working class could have a liberal type of education. So do, did you know about this? Not at first. I had to look it up. I'm not even going to lie because, yeah, <laughs> at first. Because, um, I mean, it makes sense because our school does have this big agricultural department and mm -hmm. they 
put a lot of money into that because it's like we have a whole farm on our campus. Really? Yeah, so it's like we have a farm where they keep pigs, sheep. Um, I think they also we also have chickens. Um, All on your campus? yeah, like it's literally like when you come onto campus, that's like one of the first few things like you see like off to the side. Um, and what I also didn't know is we also have goats, and they let you they let students regardless of your major come and pet the animals if you want to and. You can like volunteer to help take care of the animals. So I actually didn't know that. I thought that was only for ag majors, but no, anybody can help do that, which I find Wow, really. that's cool. So like you like obviously you would definitely say like this makes your university special compared to other HBCUs, right? Yeah, I've never seen a school with that has a whole farm on its campus. Yeah, especially an HBCU one. That's crazy. Cause like um last week the twins were talking about how they had a museum on their campus, and I was like, that's really interesting. But a farm though, like I don't, like you said, I don't think I've ever heard of a school that had a farm. on their campus like that's your own personal petting zoo wow so what are some unique classes that like your school offers to um fulfill like this grant like with the whole agriculture and the military stuff Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not really sure when it turns when it comes to agriculture because it's like I didn't. That's like not my major, so yeah I guess. yeah yeah Um, but I know in my case because I'm from the rehabilitation department, uh, we have classes that talk about traumatic brain injuries. Um, and through our department, we through the course program, we are required to do an internship. Um, so we can either work or do an internship relating to substance abuse or working with those with disabilities and teaching different ways of like counseling. And that's all like within our department. Um, and so I feel like it's really cool that I feel like all of the different departments here require the students to do an internship, which is helpful because it's like, then you don't have to stress out about finding an internship like before you graduate because most of the time your department already have that as like a class requirement for graduation. So I Right. feel like definitely really helpful. Um, but I know for aviation science, they do this little program where they build little plane models and then they test it out. And then with some of their students, they'll like go to like nearby airports or like um, Air Force facilities and like take flight classes. That's pretty much all I know about for that, though, because I remember they sometimes would post about it on UMES News. Um, and I know they do like flight simulations. Yeah. No, that's cool though. That's very that's very, very unique. I like that. Okay, so your school, as we mentioned before, is an HBCU campus. So shout out to that. But what is the culture and campus life like at your at your institution? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, basically because our campus is so small, like things spread around quickly. And in my opinion, that could be a good or a bad thing. It just depends on what's being spread about. So the one it helps you like be informed on like what teachers not to take because it's like um we have this thing on fizz and so we'll like talk about like um some of the teachers we've had for this class or like some people ask like hey did you take a teacher um this teacher or did you take this class how was it and people would give like their own feedback about it and then um the school like gives us emails about how to like apply for like different scholarships depending on 
uh, what's your major and like what year you're in and whether or not it has a, a GPA requirement. So I feel like that's also helpful. And they, we have this automated um, robot thing that texts our phone numbers if you want. So they help you um, give you advice or like on either apply for scholarships, apply for FAFSA, or Nice. just balance school, work, and life. Like, and, and so you're not stressed out. Um, and even though we don't have a football team, we still have our own like ways of like celebrating. So our homecoming is in November. So that's usually during the basketball season. So like that's Ah, okay. sports celebration. Um, But we do also like come up for the volleyball games as well. But I say basketball is a lot bigger. Um, and in, so in terms of campus life, even though everyone has their own cliques, it's like people aren't afraid to like mingle in like mixed groups. So I feel like that's pretty cool because normally like where I grew up, they didn't really do that. They kind of like stayed in their own group. So I, I feel like that's actually cool that they're they're able to like mix and socialize with different types of people. And we're also a party school. So it's like, Really? yeah, there's all, there's always somebody trying to throw a party. And <laughs> me personally, I sometimes don't go. Cause it's like, it's the middle of the week. I got class, yeah. but I'll make some exceptions. Like if it's like, for example, we had, there was a whole bunch of parties on Halloween. I was definitely outside and I didn't go back into my room until like five in the morning. Um, Are you serious? Yeah, I was I was out all night and, Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's we definitely know how to throw parties and like they'll try and throw it anywhere. I find that honestly hilarious because like you like you wouldn't imagine someone trying to throw a party in front of a library. Are you serious? Yes. You guys, you guys don't have like set houses or buildings for this to take place in. Well, we it's like we'll either have parties like in clusters, um, because that's usually like the biggest ideal spot on campus. Where because our clusters is like, um, it's like a mini townhouse, Mm so hmm. we have three rooms. There's a room downstairs with own bathroom, living room, kitchen, and the room upstairs. The two rooms upstairs just share a bathroom. So yeah, usually people try to throw parties in clusters, but sometimes if campus police show up, they'll they'll try and throw the party at the library. And so I just find it really funny. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes if enough people come out, like the party definitely gets jumping. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I definitely feel like as long as you like try and like pop out every once in a while, you're definitely going to like have fun after a while. And it's going to become a memorable night for you for sure. Nice. Wow, that's insane. I don't think I've ever heard of that. I always thought that like, you know, Well, my school is small, but I thought like schools that are a little bit bigger than mine had like set houses. Like on my campus, we have like a soccer house, a hockey house. Like, you know, you just have your parties there in front of a library. Though, that's wild. It's low key press, but that's wild. <laughs> Yeah, that's but that's really because it's like we don't have set houses for that. And then normally if we if the school throws a party, it would either be in um our ballroom, but it's like that's only during like school hours. This is like parties being thrown after school hours. So Yeah. we have to do with what we can. So yeah, they'll they'll definitely try to throw a party anywhere. Wow. Sounds like you got some fun memories from that. <laughs> Definitely did.
Yeah. So okay. So speaking of fun memories, um, last week, like I mentioned before, um, we had Lauren and Leah on, and they were talking about um being a part of Delta Sigma Theta, and they told us about their experience in a sorority. And recently, you pledged to sorority. What has it been like these past few months? Um, I'd say these past few months have definitely been surreal because it's like it doesn't feel it's like how do I say this like I know I'm in the organization but it's like sometimes I'll just be reminded I'm just like wow I made it like yeah <laughs> it's really crazy because it's like I was before I joined I was so used to like being in the background and like going about my business and hanging with my friends it's like and now I still go about my business and hang mm -hmm. out with the same people and I also spend time with my sisters but it's like now like I like people definitely notice me especially because we'll, we do this thing where on Mondays we do professional dress with um wearing crimson and cream and I'm just like every time I go outside like I'll always see like some people like definitely notice because it's like wearing those bright colors like mm -hmm. um so I say that I that's a, a bit of a difference I noticed giving more attention and also I've been getting to know more about my sister's through just talking with them and spending time with them. Because it's like, even though I can't really spend time with them during the day because I have class or work, I get to hang out with them, like, after school. And, like, we'll meet up at somebody's clusters since most of us live in clusters while a couple of us live off campus. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool. Um, And we've been doing a lot of on-campus events. So it's like we did very like on the very first day of class we gave out donuts like just to say like welcome back to the students yeah we did a zumba event which was fun wait um, zumba we did zumba really uh, we had um students from our school and students from an upward bound program come in and just participate which was really cool and so we did the zumba for like an hour um wow. We were also talking about like um heart disease problems because we were uh, bringing awareness to um heart diseases um mm -hmm. so through that program and then we did a delta declassified so we went to the freshman the girls freshman dorm and basically had them get to know us and just give them advice about how to make better choices in school and how to make sure you focus on your studies instead of just focus on having fun in school. So mm -hmm. stuff like that. Oh, and then we did a, a drive this week um, where we were collecting donations. Um, So that was, yeah, that was really cool. Nice. So how would you say your first Founders Day went? It, that was really great. <laughs> uh, it was funny because I, had, I had to meet up with my sisters there because it's like we were all like living in different areas. So I had drove with um uh, my aunt who's a Delta and my my sister Tirza. So we met up on my aunt's house and then we drove to DC and and then I was like, we're walking trying to see where Howard's at because it's like I've never been to Howard before. Never in mm -hmm. my life. So we were struggling at first, but then we would see people in red. I was like, oh, just follow them. So yep. it, it wasn't that hard to get there. And I'm just walking, I just see this sea of red i was like oh my gosh and it was just really cool because it's like you could see they had red coats red umbrellas because at the time it was kind of like raining yeah yeah i and remember like oh my gosh like i and i'm seeing i see lady fortitude at the circle i was like oh 
I definitely took a lot of videos because it was like I just I, I had to make sure I had like a recording of this like just to say like I was here um and when I was trying to meet up with my sisters I had to check their locations through my phone because there was like there's so many of us I was like I don't know where y'all are at ways you can enter on the campus so I was like um let me just track y'all real quick and so then I started spotting a few of them and then we all congregated together and then we were just watching and um it was really cool because it was like the campus is definitely great like I, I love their campus like and especially how they they have like high little steps so it's like even if you can't see like um see up close like at the main level you could go at a higher level to like see on so that was definitely real cool and then um, it was nice hearing everybody sing oh my god that Wow. it sounded angelic I had to make sure I got a recording of that too oh yeah that will definitely be an experience I'll never forget because I I really wanted to make sure I did not miss my first founders day I would yeah have been I would have been sick yeah but it sounded like you really enjoyed this enjoyed yourself that's incredible It very much did. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, I'm glad you shared your perspective because the twins are telling me, I, I think, based off what I saw in their videos, I think they were on their campus in North Carolina. So it's good to see that, like, you know, okay, while they were celebrating down south, up here in, like, mid-Atlantic region, whatever, y'all celebrating in D.C., coming together. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Yeah, because it's like people from like different states will literally drive just to come to Howard to celebrate Founders Day. Like I'm seeing plates from like New York, Delaware. I was like, oh, y'all are driving like Yeah. that. Because it's like if you're like living out state like that, I wouldn't blame you for like not driving just to like come celebrate Founders Day because like, we celebrated this like at like going into midnight and then. <laughs> really? like we we made sure we got there by midnight to celebrate and then then people were celebrating like during the day but at that point I went home because I was I was out there till like two in the morning so I was like I, I gotta go home so yeah Wow. Good for you, though. Good for you. Okay, to wrap up like this, this segment, um, we talked about your school, we talked about your culture, we talked about your experience. Um, but because like you're you're considered to be on the small side of an HBCU, how do you how does your school like make a name for itself? How do you raise recognition? And like, what separates you from other schools? Um, I would say we raise recognition by like having clubs unique to our school, like worth, which stands for women of respect, tact, and honor. Cause the only other school I know that has worth is McDaniels college. I don't know any other schools that really have worth. Um, and then also we do school tours. So we'll have kids from local high schools or the upward bound program. And so they come and visit so they can see, what the campus is like and join some of our events that we'll have on campus. Um, and then what separates us from other schools? I would say it's the fact that we have a D1's bowling team because not many Mm hmm Really? people have a bowling team and that we're a D1 school. Um, and then um, we're also Maryland's only 1890 land grant university, which I did not know that myself. I had to look that up. So Nice. pretty cool. Um, And then I guess in terms of like HBCUs, we're like ranked top six out of the public HBCUs in Maryland. Wow.
Good for you guys. So you guys are like just creating a name for yourself. You're getting out there. You have your small, your small little gems that just make your school great. That's amazing. All right, guys, it is now time for the didn't you know. And today, as normal with the whole special, the fun fact is not going to be provided by me, but from our guests. So, Kayla, even though you already told us a lot about your school, what is another unique fun fact that people may not know about um, University of Maryland Eastern Shore? Um, I would definitely say for a quick fun fact is we definitely have a lot of STEM majors enrolled here at our school, which I didn't really know. Like in terms of like male and female in total, we have for like, so for the fall of 2022, we had 625 STEM majors enrolled. And that's for that's just for the graduates alone. For the undergraduates is 563. Whoa. Okay, black excellence come through. That that's definitely a lot. And yeah. I've never heard of like a, that big of a number being enrolled for STEM majors. Right. Wow. Okay, we got some people. Okay, we got some future STEM workers. We love to see it. guys as usual last part of the show is the real quick can we talk about and Kayla you said you wanted to talk about adjusting to college life being familiar and like just don't want to reiterate myself but adjusting to campus so let's go ahead and talk about it so why, why did you want to talk like bring this this topic up I'm, so I wanted to bring it up because I feel like I noticed whenever we have new freshmen come onto our campus they always act like they're out of control and it's like I'm not gonna lie I was kind of like that at first because I come from a home where like it's a strict household so I didn't have that much freedom yeah same I, I understand but it's like you just kind of like do it in moderation because it's like you can't just like go all crazy as soon as you get to school because then that kind of like makes you look high and doesn't create like a good image for yourself um so I would say like in terms of adjusting like try to like make sure you pick classes that are either at a time that you're willing to wake up to go to because some mm -hmm. people set themselves up by taking a eight o'clock class and I'm just like it waking up at seven o'clock during high school is not the same no at college is way no. different. like I struggled I was struggling just to try to go to my 10 o'clock class because I'm so used to sleeping in mm -hmm. so definitely work on making sure you pick classes at the right time um and then trying to like get out of your if if you know that you struggle getting out of your show I would say try to like go to like events as much as possible and then try to like see about starting about going with like your roommates if you haven't made any friends yet because that's what I did at first since I didn't have any friends yet I just started trying to socialize with my roommates and go to events with them um because it's like our school literally does a freshman week so it's like they do events specifically for the freshmen so they can like get them used to like the campus and mm -hmm. like different buildings they're at. Um, I'm trying to think what else. 
Um, I would also say like try and like join any orgs like right off the bat because that looks good on your resume. Mm-hmm. On and that just gives you gets you more involved with campus life and that can help you build more connections that you'll need when you graduate. Um, because it's like the more orgs you're in. the more involved you'll get. And then if you put in enough work, you could ask the people that you're working with to like write you letters of recomm
to take advantage of like having the meal plan so then you don't have to worry about like buying groceries because groceries Wait, are meal plans optional at your school? So for freshman housing, no, they automatically put you on the meal plan. Well, Yeah. I don't think they, I think it is optional, but I think most students just go on the meal plan anyway. But if you're living in clusters or student apartments, then they take you off the meal plan. So you have to apply to put yourself back on. And it, like, it makes sense that for us in clusters it would be optional because it's like we have a kitchen and a fridge, but it doesn't make sense for student apartments because it's like they don't have none of that. Like they just have... the rooms that's Yeah. it i feel like they should still be on the meal plan in case they don't have like the means to cook their own food but some of them do and they they make it work um Bro, I wish. Here on my campus, like, meal plans are not optional. You have to have one. Like, you can have, like, the smallest meal plan. But it's, like, like in my dorm, we have a full-on kitchen, like, stove, oven, microwave, everything. And we still need a meal plan. It's just, like, I'm spending all this extra money where I could just cook myself. I don't like to cook a lot, but it's, like, I would rather... Like, make my own food and spend thousands of dollars for a meal plan that I barely use. Yeah, it, it does cost a lot. They give you a microwave. They don't give us a microwave. We just have, What? just, we just have the stove, the kitchen, and then like a sink and some cabinets. We have to get our own microwaves. What? Do you have a fridge? I mean, yeah, we have, yeah, Oh, we okay. have. But that's only if you're in clusters. If you're in student apartments, you don't have none of that. You just have a small little cubicle of a living space. Oh, no. Yeah, no. We have, like, full-on kitchens over here. Like, sophomores, um, well, only one building as a soft, uh, of or a sophomore, sophomore buildings have a full-on kitchen. The other one has, like, a kitchenette. It's just a microwave, a fridge, and then you have, like, buy your own stovetop or whatever. But we have, like, full-on kitchens here. Oh my gosh, this for us is like a half kitchen. What? <laughs> That's that's crazy. Okay. yeah, it's, like, it's literally, like, a mini apartment set up, like, kitchen small like when i say small i mean like literally table and chair eating space living room and then our rooms that's that's it Oh wow. What the okay. that's crazy i thought well when you said student apartments i was thinking like apartments It yeah, no, it's definitely not like no full apartment. It's really just like The room and then it's the some if you don't get like the the room at the front of the apartment the the rooms are like cages they're very small and tight Oof. closet space that's why most people don't even like living in students Yeah, you might want to rename that because that's very misleading. Like when I hear apartment, I'm thinking comfort living. very misleading like it's this that's not no apartment that's like little mini prisons i'd say the clusters are more like the student apartments that's more apartment like <laughs> Mm. well. and then and another thing about trying to adjust um i would say also definitely take advantage of like public transportation because our school has this program where they have this bus that can take you to like different areas so they can take you to the walmart in fruitland can take you to the mall um to take you all the way to pokemoke city Um, I don't go out there though. I've never been. Um, where else can they take you? Um, can take you to the food line across our streets, I think. And it's like it's free. All you have to do is just show your hawk card. And then they also let you ride the local bus system, which is also free for us because we're students. We just have to show our hawk card while um the locals have to pay to ride it. So I also feel like that's Nice. definitely take advantage of because it's like even though Our school lets you, lets freshmen bring their cars on campus. Not everybody has a car. Like, I don't have a car. So I rely Mm. on.
uh, public transportation to get around, usually, unless maybe one of my sisters are free and, I, and they could drop me off. But yeah, before growing, like when I first started here, I was definitely riding the bus for sure. Um, and would like try and like stock up on like groceries, like quick, like quick little snacks. So it's like, like going to the cafe, I had something to like heat up or like cook in my room. Mm -hmm. nice okay so as you all can pretty much like tell do your research before attending a college <laughs> like there's a lot to learn and I feel like like one more thing before like we close out like I would definitely say like to add on everything else that you've been saying is like definitely ask upperclassmen like the truth about the school because schools will only tell you what they want to tell you to keep their image nice and it's not to say that like every school is bad but definitely ask like okay give me like the raw like straight up truth about like about your school like definitely do that definitely do that Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, first of all, Kayla, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for coming on, sharing insight about University of Maryland Eastern Shore. If any students are interested in contacting you, are you okay with that happening? Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. All right, guys. So you heard it here first. You have any questions about the school? I will direct you to Kayla. You can ask her anything because I'm pretty sure she'll give you the lowdown of everything on campus. <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on, guys. Um, If you like the podcast, any episode, you know what to do. Like, share, do all that good stuff. And if you have any questions, suggestions, or constructive criticism, you can email me at noquestionsaxpod at gmail.com. You can also follow me at noquestionsaxpod. Kayla, thank you once more for coming on. I greatly appreciate it. And thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next week.